Be strong in the Lord and in His mighty power. Put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Therefore, put on the full armor of God, so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground, and after you've done everything, to stand, to stand, Thank you, Lord, for an opportunity to read your word, to study your word, to have your spirit fill us, strengthen us, and enable us to go out every day and stand in Christ. Today, we're going to be looking at the word of God, and it has never been more important than it is today because we are living in a great time of darkness and peril all over the world. People have lost their lives. They've lost their livelihoods. They have a ton of questions and they get no answers anywhere they look. Man doesn't have the answers. Science doesn't have the answers. Media has nothing but nonstop bad news. And people are literally being enslaved by fear. It is satanic. And we as Christian believers are called to stand in God's word in our generation. We should be living, breathing testimonies of his faithfulness, his goodness, the power of his word, the faithfulness of his promises. We should be showing people what the peace and joy and rest is to a believer that's walking and abiding in Almighty God and living out his word in their lives. But in order to do that, we need to know what the word says. We need to fall in love with it and we need to apply it to our lives. So how do we know it's omnipotent? How do we know it's inspired? How do we know it's inerrant? How can we trust that it's the perfect and powerful direction for our lives? Well, this is what the Bible has to say. The Bible tells us Jesus Christ is the Word of God. Psalm 33, 6, By the word of the Lord the heavens were made, and all the host of them by the breath of his mouth. John 1, 1 1-3, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through Him, and without Him, nothing was made that was made. John 1.14 And the Word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld His glory, the glory as the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. In Revelation 19, referring to Jesus, he had a name written that no one knew except himself. He was clothed with a robe dipped in blood, and his name is called the Word of God. The Bible tells us the Word is of God, not of men. 1 Thessalonians 2.13 For this reason we also thank God without ceasing, because when you received the Word of God, which you heard from us, You welcomed it not as the word of men, but as it is in truth the word of God, which also effectively works in you who believe. The Bible tells us the word of God is perfect and trustworthy. Psalm 12, 6, And the words of the Lord are flawless, like silver purified in a crucible, like gold refined seven times. Proverbs 3, 5, 
every word of God is pure. He is a shield to those who put their trust in Him. The Word of God is omnipotent. Hebrews 4.12, For the Word of God is alive and active, sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates even to dividing soul and spirit, joints and marrow. It judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. In Isaiah 55, God tells us, So will my word be which goes forth from my mouth. It will not return to me empty without accomplishing what I desire and without succeeding in the matter for which I sent it. Psalm 107, 19 and 20. Then they cried out to the Lord in their trouble. He saved them out of their distresses. He sent his word and healed them and delivered them from their destructions. There's only one way God's word can do all of these things, be this powerful, because his word is alive and gives life. John 6, 63. It is the spirit who gives life. The flesh profits nothing. The words that I speak to you are spirit and they are life. And because God is the word and gives us his inspired word, the word is eternal. It will never fade away, ever. 1 Peter 1.25 But the word of the Lord endures forever. Now this is the word by which the gospel was preached to you. So just looking over a few scriptures, we can see Jesus Christ is the word of God. The word is of God, not of men. The word of God is perfect and trustworthy. It's omnipotent. It's alive. It gives life. It's eternal. It will never fade away. Knowing this, God's word is literally everything to the believer. It is the source of our strength, the source of our peace, the source of our joy. God's word alone is what we put our trust in. But how do we see God's word really come to life in our lives? Well, the Bible tells us the word of God must be applied in our lives. Matthew 4.4, Jesus answered, It is written, Man shall not live on bread alone but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. In James 1, we read, Therefore lay aside all filthiness and overflow of wickedness and receive with meekness the implanted word, which is able to save your souls. But be doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. If you're someone that believes that Jesus Christ is indeed the Son of God, He's God in the flesh. He died on the cross for your sins. He rose again. And that through your faith in him, just the gracious blood of Jesus Christ, you receive salvation. You will walk eternally with God one day in heaven. Then you should have a passion to know and apply the word of God in your life. Christians like never before should be rising up and being counted in our generation. We should be standing for the word of God and mightily proclaiming him just through the way we live every day. The world should see confident believers that know where our power is coming from. We're trusting in the Lord. We're walking faithfully and confidently in him. We're not giving into fear. We're walking in faith. We're lights in a dark world. To be an effective light in the darkness, the Bible tells us the word of God is our witness to a godless world. 2 Timothy 2.15 Do your best to present yourself to God as one approved, a worker who does not need to be ashamed and who correctly handles the word of truth. 2 Timothy 3.16-17 All scripture is God-breathed 
and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness, so that the servant of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. Christ's return is going to be soon. We don't know the day, we don't know the hour, we don't know the year. I would pray it's right now, this moment. We don't even finish the podcast. But even if it's 20 years from now, 30 years from now, we are called in this time to know God's Word, apply God's Word, and be lights in this dark world. He is calling us to stand in Christ. Let's talk a little bit more about that. And to help me do that, I'm really excited to have a good friend of mine join me here on the podcast. It's awesome. Pastor Tony Finley from Faith Family Church in Omaha, Nebraska. Tony, so happy to have you here. Thanks for joining us today. Oh, hey, thanks, Bill. It's good to be here with you. Well, I'm super excited you could join me on our very first episode. And we're starting with the basics today, just really digging into the importance of you know, knowing and applying the Word of God in our lives. So let me ask you like this, and we'll get yeah. right into it today. What does Scripture have to say about the Word of God? And I want you to please explain to everybody, because I don't know that everybody really grasps this or understands it with, with the right. power that they should, but the Word right. tells us Jesus Christ is the Word of God. Well, absolutely, the Bible says, it says in John chapter 1, verse 1, that in the beginning was the Word. And it's the Greek word logos, L-O-G-O-S. Right. It means the divine expression. And, and it says, and the Word was with God. That, that word with means pros. It's, he was face to face with God. And, and then it finishes up by saying, and the Word was God. Now, if we keep going with this thought, and the Word was God, so this is more than ink on a page. This is saying that from the creation, that in the beginning, the Word of God was in the beginning. Right. And then if you go all the way to Revelation 19.13, when Jesus comes back in the second coming, it says that he was clothed with a vesture dipped in blood, and his name is called the Word of God. In other words, Jesus' eternal name is the Word of God. And from John 1.1, where it says, in the beginning was the Word, the Word was with God, and the Word was God, that tells us that you can't separate God from his Word. But now, if you keep going in John, in John chapter 1, it, in verse 2, it says, The same was in the beginning with God. Verse 3, all things were made by him. In other words, the word of God, Jesus, is the creator of all things. And it says, and without him was not anything made that was made. Right. Always remember this. If you want to understand how our God operates, he is the three who are one. You have God the Father. Go all the way through Scripture. He always comes up with the plan. Jesus, the Son of God, always carries out the plan. He's the creator of all things. And then you have the mighty Holy Spirit. What does he do? He always reveals the plan. So then if you keep going in verse 4, it says, In him, in Jesus, or you could even say this, in the word of God, was life. 
and it's the Greek word. It, there's four different words in the Greek for life. This is, this is the word zoe. It means the eternal life of God, the life that God has. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. That's an interest, interesting phrase because that word light literally means the spiritual source, the development of men. In other words, how we grow and develop as Christians is through the word of God. It's spiritual food. It's the only thing that will help us grow and develop. Now, up to this point, we still don't have complete clarity that this is talking about Jesus. But then in verse 14 of John chapter 1, he makes it completely clear. It says, and the word was made flesh. In literal Greek, it would be, and the word took upon himself flesh and dwelt among us, right. and we beheld his glory. That means we beheld his goodness, his power, and the presence of God, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father. And look at what it says, full of grace and, here we go, truth. Truth, right. Jesus was incarnate in the flesh. He was a divine human being. He laid upon his godly attributes and came took upon himself flesh to live on this earth as a sinless sin sacrifice. Because of this, he was able to redeem us from spiritual death and literally impart his very life and nature into us. So now this union that we have with Jesus, it literally bestows upon us the authority that Adam gave up in the Garden of Eden. But it's real interesting because Jesus himself said about the word of God. In John 6, 63, he said it is the spirit that makes alive or that quickens. He says the flesh profits nothing. And then he said this, the words that I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. So this is why the word of God is unchangeable. Oh, we could maybe try to bend it to make ourselves feel better about maybe something we want to do or whatever, but it's not bendable. It no. never changes because our loving Heavenly Father wants our life to be founded on something that is unchangeable and unmovable. In, in Luke chapter 6 and verse 46 through 48, Jesus says this to the people while he's on the earth. He says, and why do you call me Lord, Lord, and do not the things which I say? It's almost like Jesus is going, you know, what's up? Why are you calling me Lord, but you're not doing the things which I say? And then he says this in verse 47, whosoever comes to me, hears my sayings and does them, I'll show you to whom he's like. Verse 48. He is like a man which built a house and dig deep and laid a foundation on a rock. And then he said this, and when the flood arose, not if, you know, we're going to have floods in this life, right? Not if, but when the flood arose, the stream beat vehemently upon that house and could not shake it for it was founded upon a rock. And that's what God wants for his children. 
you know, we're going to have storms of life, and there's no life in me trying to twist the Word of God to make it line up with what how I want to live. Because if I do that, when storms of life come, I'm going to be shaken. This is why there's no power, for the most part, in the church, in a lot of the church, because we've abandoned the Word of God, which God puts his power in his Word. It's all right there, and he wants us to live a life where we're not moved by our outward circumstances, but that it's in him we live and move and have our being. Exactly. And this is such an issue in our world today, Tony, because if Christians would honor and live out the word of God, what an incredible impact it would have on all of us. Well, you know, if you study, there's only a few religions that deal with people. I think Buddha at the end of his life says, you know, I, I don't really know what the truth is. Muhammad said at the end of his life, I think I'm pointing to the truth. But what we're talking about is the creator of the universe, the only one who's still alive today. And when he was on the earth, he said, I am the way. I am the truth. I am the life. So this is completely different. The teachings of the word of God, the teachings of Jesus were very clear. You see all through the Old Testament, it says about God, I am the Lord, I change not. You know, I'm not a man that I should lie, neither am I the son of man that I should repent. That means to change. Hebrews 13.8 says of Jesus, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday and today and forever. Jesus, right before he went to heaven, he said, listen, guys, Uh, I'm going to go away, and where I'm going to go, you can't come right now, but I'm going to send you another comforter, the Holy Spirit. And that word, another comforter, is the word allos. It's a masculine noun, but it literally means one who's exactly like me. So you see, even in the Trinity, they do not change. James chapter 1, every good, every perfect gift comes from above, from the Father of lights. And then it says this, in whom is no variableness. He never varies. There's no shadow of turning. So the word of God is the only thing that can transform a life. And I call this scripture literally the prescription on taking the word of God. It's laid out in Proverbs chapter 4 in verse 20 through 23. It says, my son, attend to my words. That word attend means we put God's word first place. So in order to hear it and it to affect your life, you have to honor it like you're talking about to the point where you give it first place. Second part of this prescription is you have to incline your ear unto my sayings. In the Hebrew language, it means to give the word of God not only first place, but your undivided attention. And then it says in verse 21, let them, talking about God's words, not depart from your eyes. In other words, you always see yourself as God's word says. You always see him as God's word says. You see your life under that context. And then it says, number four, you want to keep them, God's words, in the midst or center of your heart. That that word keep means you guard the word, you protect it, you observe it, you watch carefully over it, 
and you give it heed. So this is talking about a person who honors and respects the word of God above everything in their life. And then here's the benefit. Verse 22, for they, my words, God says, are life unto those that find them. And this word find means they attain them. They come to arrive at the word of God because they're acting on it. They're in motion. See, this means I've made God's word part of my heart. And it's also, it says it's health to all their flesh. So then in verse 23, it says, because of all this, keep your heart with all diligence for out of it flow the issues of your life. So if you look at what God's word says about the importance of the word, God is saying to us, life, according to my word, God says, is when we incline our ears and eyes to God's word and put his word in our heart. You know, this is a huge thing. Jeremiah the prophet, man, in Jeremiah 15, 16, he said, thy words were found. See, he found them, and I did eat them. That means he's putting it in his heart. And your word was unto me the joy and rejoicing of my heart, for I am called by thy name, O Lord God of hosts. So if you look at the progression here, Jeremiah honored the word and found them. And then he acted on the word of God. And see, now the result of us putting God's word first, meditating in his word day and night, his word becomes the joy and rejoicing of our heart. And then the last thing, what happens now is he says, for I am called by thy name. In other words, Jeremiah is getting to know who he is because he's getting to know who God is. And we're not going to ever be able to know who he is unless we take his word at face value and realize this is the unchanging, never-ending word of God. Exactly. So how many of our words are going to save our neighbors or our family or our friends or absolute strangers? How many things are we going to do in ourselves that are going to change people's lives? And the truth is, I can't do anything to save anyone. Right. Um, I, right. I need to know the word of God and it needs to be shown in my life, right? I need to That's be prepared right. to Absolutely. share the word of God to a hopeless yeah. and lost world. And that all comes from God's word. It's not my words. Yeah, yeah. This is why in Colossians 3.16, he says, listen, let or allow the word of Christ to dwell in you richly. See, our heart is to be a home for God's word. It's not to be a hotel where, you know, sometimes I'm in the word, sometimes I let the word check out. No, no, no. It's to dwell in me richly. This word richly, it literally means excessively, abundantly in all wisdom. It says in Hebrews 4.12, it says the word of God is quick. That means it's full of Zoe life. And it's powerful that this, this Greek word means it's active and effective and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit and joints and marrow. This is contrasting the inner man with the outer man. It says the word of God is what will tell me what's my own idea or what's God's leading. 
And then it goes on to say, the word of God is a discerner. It causes me to see and know the thoughts and intents of my heart. God's word will reveal to me motives, whether they're right or whether they're wrong. We see that God's word divides and it discerns. So now if you go to the Old Testament, it says in Psalm 19, in verse 7 and 8, it says, The law of the Lord is perfect, converting the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure. It makes wise the simple. The statutes of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart. The commandments of the Lord are pure, which enlighten the eyes. So you see the discerning, the dividing. You know, it goes on in Psalm 119. In verse 9 and through 11, it says, How shall a young man cleanse his way? He only gives one way, by taking heed according to thy word. It says in verse 10, With my whole heart I have sought thee. Oh, let me not wander from your commandments, because your word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against you. So in other words, planting God's word in our heart is the most important thing we're ever going to do for ourselves. Why? Because God's word, it feeds our inner man. You know, it's amazing because in, in Psalm 119, it goes on in verse 105. It says, his word is a lamp to my feet. It tells me and shows me where I am. It's a light to my path. God has prepared a path for us. The only way we can see it is the word has to light it. And it goes on in verse 130. It says the entrance or the opening of God's words gives light and it gives understanding. This Hebrew word means discernment or perception to the simple. Revelation of God's word, Bill, it changes our thinking. It inspires us to believe. You know, and God's word enters our heart as we speak it. And as soon as that light from the word of God comes, something happens in me. As the Bible says, taste, and then you will see that he is good. If a Christian would just start feeding on the word of God, a hunger for God would erupt out of their heart and it would change over time everything in every arena of their life. I love it about God. He says to the world, listen, come to me as you are. Don't try to clean yourself up. Come to me as you are, and then I will make you like I am. I've submitted my life to Jesus Christ as my Lord when I got born again, and I walk that out by submitting my life to his word and honoring his word above everything in my life, every moment of every day of my life. I don't try to be strong in myself. I'm to be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. See, it's amazing. In Psalm 119 and verse 165, it says, Great peace have they which love thy law. Or to a New Testament believer, we would say, who loves the word of God. And nothing shall offend them. Listen, when you love God's word, nothing's going to entrap you, trip you up, and cause you to distrust. You know, it's amazing how good God is. 
I mean, now those of us who are born again, we're new creatures in Christ Jesus. That old sin nature's gone out of our spirit, man. And now we have a brand new life. But it's not enough for us to stay just there. We need to feed on the word of God so that we can literally, Romans 12, 1 and 2, our life is transformed as we renovate our mind with the word of God. His word does the work. Amen. Yep. Yeah. And this is the thing, knowing the word, you will know who God is because he reveals himself. You will know Christ because he reveals himself. And you'll know, are you a believer and a follower? Because if you are, this is where your power lies, not just for you in this current situation or any situation you ever face, but for those around you. We're not called to just be, you know, hermits in this world. I don't take the word in my life and walk in the no. Lord and see his blessings in my life. And then I go run off like a prepper and, and hide on a mountain somewhere in a cave. Right. 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 And, and you're to be a light. Your light should shine among men. We should That's be right. standing in Christ right now. Absolutely, Bill. And you know, the Bible says, Philip comes to Jesus and says, Jesus, show us the father and it'll be enough for us. And Jesus looks at him and and goes, Philip, have you been with me for so long and you're still asking me to show you the Father? And he said, Philip, if you have seen me, you have seen the Father. The Bible says that Jesus literally came to be an express image of who the Father was, to draw the Father out of the shadows and show him to the world. And then Jesus said, listen, As the Father has called me, now, child of God, I'm calling you. Bill, we're to to be light in this world. Found people, find people. It burns in my heart for people to know this Jesus who gave me life. And I love the scripture in John 14. In verse 21, and then skipping over to verse 23, Jesus said this. He says, he that has my commandments, or he that holds my commandments and keeps them, he it is that loves me. In other words, to to God only knows that we love him, not by what we say, but if we're keeping his word. And it says, and he that loves me shall be loved of my father, and I will love him. And then check this out. And he says, and I'm going to come, and I'm going to manifest myself to him. That means I'm going to reveal and make visible myself to him. Then in verse 23, Jesus answered and said unto him, if a man love me, he'll keep my words and my father will love him and we will come to him and make our abode with him. Man, I'm telling you, Bill, the word of God is everything. I would say to any believer if you're in a church that does not preach the word of God, you need to you need to leave and find a church that is preaching the word of God, preaching the word of God under the anointing of God in the love of God. God's word doesn't beat you up, it builds you up. But God's word is transformative. It transforms everything in our life. And so it is so important If there's somebody hearing this podcast, start reading your Bible. 
there's so many tools. Find people that are in love with Jesus to help you grow in the Lord. And the Holy Spirit will help you because God's word, it's foundational. It's everything, everything, Bill. Amen. Tony. Yeah. Thank you for making yourself available on this very, very first premiere podcast of Stand in Christ. You are awesome, yeah. my friend. And it's a blessing to see how God's moving in your life and moving in the life of your family and there with your congregation. And we're all going to be praying for just blessings upon you and your ministry. Awesome. It's an honor to be here. We will do this again. You know that. Absolutely. Okay, I'll call you later. We'll figure something out. All right, sounds good, Bill. <laughs> Have a blessed yeah. day. God bless, Tony. Yeah, you too. We'll see you later. All right, thank Bye-bye. you so much. Thanks again to my good friend, Pastor Tony Finley from Faith Family Church for joining us today. You know, one last note before we end this episode. Scripture tells us in Luke that Jesus had just cast out a demon and was being accused of horrid and blasphemous things by the teachers of the law. And Jesus replied to them as only God is able with perfect wisdom and power and authority. And we're told in Luke 11, 27 and 28, As Jesus was saying these things, a woman in the crowd called out, Blessed is the mother who gave you birth and nursed you. He replied, Blessed rather are those who hear the word of God and obey it. So here is God himself stating what is most important to anyone hoping to walk in a powerful relationship with him and inherit eternal life. Blessed are those who hear the word of God and obey it. We've all heard the word of God today, and I pray that it would fill us to overflowing with his spirit, with his strength, with courage, with boldness to go out every day and to live for him, be counted for him, be lights in a dark world, and to stand in Christ. Stand in Christ is purely a volunteer ministry intended to share the truth and power only found in God's divine word. All effort in the production of podcasts is voluntary and offered to the glory of Christ alone.